No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. I mean, it's Wednesday, and here we are. Here it is. It's kind of 
kind of novel. There, right? you, there you are. Wherever you are, there you are. Hey, you know, No Simple Road Family. This is Aaron. And this is Mel. And this is Apple. And we are here today to do, we started doing artist spotlights Yay. Every, every once in a while. This isn't like, a, don't expect this every Wednesday, all right? But like, <laughs> it's a treat. Yeah. You don't always have a treat. That's why it's a treat. It's like ice cream. On a Wednesday yeah. morning. Yeah. All the time, it wouldn't be a treat anymore. I don't, That's right. I, is that true? Is that really true? I mean, yeah, I feel if, like if I had ice cream every night, it would be a treat every time. It wouldn't be a special treat, though. No, no, it's That'd true. be more like a scheduled treat. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, kind of like, Dar, like Darwin. Darwin's on a scheduled treat regimen. Okay, right that makes sense. Uh, He's we, like, what? We, we Darwin? Not. Treat? Like, what? what? <laughs> well, my words. everybody, this isn't a scheduled treat regimen. This is a Wednesday surprise. Rando. Yeah. Special treat. And we are. But it is a special treat. Yeah, we are, it is. And we are it spotlighting Nick from Big Something. What? We had the opportunity to hang out with Nick backstage while Frasco was playing at the Aladdin Theater here. We went to the show and watched big something open for frasco and then right after frasco was dick took the stage nick pulled us backstage and we spent about a half hour with him talking back there about what we had just seen and and our experience of seeing big something for the first time and i know at least for myself like okay let me set this up when we um when we left the house that night this was one of those it was a, like tuesday night or something or thursday and uh the three of us were like, yeah, you know, I don't really feel like going out, but we want to support Andy and see big something and we're mm-hmm. tired and we all got to work in the morning, but fuck it. You know what? We're going, we're going to support the band. And it was my day off. I was feeling good, but <laughs> we starting to get a little <laughs> old around the edges. <laughs> and uh, we stayed until the last note was played, man. Like this, we were completely blown away by big something and the energy and the sound that they brought into that room. Yeah. It was something. It, and it, was, it, it was a big something. There, That is a hell of an appropriate name for the band yes. after seeing them. And, you know, you guys heard it when we were talking about it a couple weeks ago, but their performance was electric. It was something that, well, one, I definitely didn't expect. And usually I don't go, you know, right up front. We were right up front and them coming out the gate with like soundtrack music, first of all. Like like in the um, UFC or, or WWE. It was incredible. That like hyped it up. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And then everybody starts walking out like, well, yeah. And then they just started in like they were in a 20 minute jam. Like, like at a peak of a 20 minute song was love generator. Yeah. Love generator. And it was incredible. Like it just started hard and like, I mean, I can't say never cause there's a, I don't remember every memory, but this is one of those times where like the, I felt the music like as a force at me. Mm. I mean, it, you know, maybe cause I was up, up front, but it, it felt like they were like literally spilling and, and f- flowing energy and love at us yep and i think we all said that afterwards it was like there was no foreplay or anything it was like straight to the date mm-hmm. like boom in your face rocking from the very beginning yeah and you know if you're not familiar with big something you know 
familiarize that, that's yourself. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. That's why they're in artist spotlight on No Simple Road this week. And I was going to say, you're, you're in luck if you're any, just about anywhere in the country because <laughs> they're on tour right now. And they're going to, right now, starting March 22nd, California, they're California, Arizona, California, then over to Florida, Louisiana, Washington, D.C., New York, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Illinois, West Virginia, and then and there's going to be a lot of festivals, including High Sierra Music Festival, uh, Summer Camp, uh, Renaissance Music and Arts Festival. Damn, they're Mountain a busy Music bunch. Festival. Yeah, these guys are out there, so they, you can find them somewhere. And here, here's the thing, like, if you're not familiar with them and when bands that you're not familiar with come through your town, sometimes you'll see it advertised and you're like, meh, whatever. Don't sleep on this. Like if they're coming through where you're at and you haven't seen them or even if you have, well, yeah, if you but, have, you're probably going to, but the if show. you have it, definitely make the time to go check them out. I promise that you're going to have one of the best nights. You're going to have a good time. Yeah. You'll hear it in the interview, but I'm going to mention it up front again. Make sure to bring extra money because they have some of the oh, coolest merch you've seen. You're right, Apple. It's hard to pick a pen, a sticker, or a shirt because every design is so cool. Mel got her stack of pancakes pin. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was very special. Thank you, babe, for getting me that. I love that. Um, and then we went, got our, Aaron got his stack of pancakes after the show. Yeah. I. You know what, man? It was a very pancake heavy evening. It was a very pancake heavy evening. <laughs> it was like we we're disappointed about pancakes and we, <laughs> you know, got the big something pancakes and we got the real pancakes. And hey, I, this doesn't have anything to do with pancakes. But Apple was just mentioning, like, if you're anywhere, basically, you get you're going to have the chance to see big something. I just want to um, take a second and give a huge shout out to all of our listeners in Hong Kong. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. Thank you so much. No wow. Simple Road is in the top 10 podcasts in Hong Kong. What? Music podcasts right Thank now. Thank you. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So check that out. Thank Isn't you, that Hong weird? Kong. I, it's beautiful. I wouldn't imagine Hong Kong with like a big jam band scene. Well, we have, I've never been to Hong Kong, so I can't say anything about it. Yeah. But hey, all you No Simple Road family in Hong Kong, we speak your name. Yeah. Hey, if, if you can, if you're one of our listeners and, you, and you're in Hong Kong and you're like, hey, they're talking about me, call the tepid line. Yeah. And be like, yo, I'm from wherever and in, in Hong Kong and, and, I listened to No Simple Road. And and, I, and how did you find out about No Simple Road in Hong Kong? Yeah, we're huge in Hong Kong right that's, now. Oh, that's <laughs> <been> awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. So this is your Wednesday unscheduled non-regular treat. <laughs> Artist Spotlight. <laughs> the the title's Nick, getting longer yeah. every time you say it. With Nick McDaniels of Big Something. Yeah, and you're going to enjoy it so much like we did. Thank you, Nick, for hanging out with us, man. And uh, remember, do all the stuff with No Simple Road. Follow us on the social media at No Simple Road and go to the website. Call 971-808-1524 to tell us that you're from Hong Kong or Kalamazoo or wherever the hell that you listen to the show. Yeah. And uh, you know what? You can go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And that is how you can monetarily support no simple road. There's 
patron only content up there that only people that support us that's are allowed right. to look at hear see we had to taste. do something that's right <laughs> and and it's been pretty fucking awesome yeah, so it has. it's been great it's been fun that's patreon.com forward slash no simple road and remember to tell somebody that you love about the show man that is how more people will find out about no simple road and the three of us can quit our day jobs so please do that help us manifest our dream like Nick is doing and big something manifesting their dream of playing all over the country and blowing people's minds and they are fulfilling theirs. So yeah, you guys ready? I'm ready. ready. All right. So this week's artist spotlight on no simple road is Nick Nick from from big Big Something. something.
Okay, we're, we are in the back weird labyrinth of the Aladdin Theater in Portland, Oregon, and we're sitting here with Nick from Big Something, hanging out. Andy Frasco, you'll hear in the background, playing on stage right now. This is really cool, man. Welcome, Nick. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Wait, wait, I got to say something. For, and Nick, also, it blows me away. I forgot seeing you live tonight. I've, I've, I've just heard you and watched you on YouTube videos. The voice that comes out of you, dude, is beyond. I, I expected like a 250 pound fucking like burly dude uh-huh. that that voice comes out of. Fucking amazing. Hell yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. It's it's a trip to like. I mean, I've seen you guys on video and stuff, but to see it live is a completely different experience, dude. And I'm going to say this and you guys are going to be like, shut up. I have a new favorite band. Get the fuck out. I'm serious, dude. I'm dead fucking serious. uh, Man, that's awesome. Thank you. For real. And and this be damned, like for real, for real. I I appreciate that. And that, you know, I feel like that's something about our band that, you know, it's kind of like an acquired taste in a way. People don't always get it right away at first. And then when they get it, they really get it. It's such a big sound. Thank you. I mean, I know that's that's cliche. I'm not trying to be silly, but seriously, like the sound is so big and it's it's really something that you have to see. Is that is that something that you guys have like tried to cultivate or is that just a thing that is what it is? I mean, yeah, the name came second. The sound came first. Okay, Um, that makes sense. And we are just kind of like this ragtag collection of individuals. We're not really trying to sound like a band. We just kind of sound like ourselves. And it mm-hmm. just kind of happened organically like that. I'm really curious, man. What's what's your, um, you personally, like what was your influence? What made you want to start doing it? <clears throat> what made me want to be in a... Yeah, like what music made you like oh fuck i want to do that i I feel like it's just always been there okay yeah ever since i was a little kid like i dreamed of doing this you know my parents would put on the the beach boys and like the the pointer sisters and i would just dream about being on stage you know being in a band and um just kind of happened you know okay so it wasn't like I heard Hendrix for the first time and knew. No, but my my influences, I would say, are like 90s rock because I just grew up in that era. Um, so I was heavily influenced by 90s rock. And then as I got older, I got a little more into like hip hop and the talking heads and more like art pop rock type right. stuff. So, you know, I just um, I love all different types of music. Um, but, you know, you guys I love a good song. You I guys, think the song is like really what is the most important thing and and so like finding how to craft songs like that was kind of like something i tried to focus on as the band was getting going and forming so i I gotta say as far as crafting songs you hit a soft spot with me aaron and mel tonight when you guys closed with creep we love radiohead it's one of the first bands we saw when we moved up here seven years ago when you busted that out and you did the high parts yeah. so fucking well dude thank that you. that was very special night thank you for the goosebumps oh man that's a great song like that, that's it felt super personal because you know you came out with the love generator and then it all it's the name of the song but you were 
it felt like that's what was happening. And it literally was to bookend creep with that, like, you know, like open with that and then creep. It mm-hmm. felt very personal to us, and I know yeah. it's not. It's not our show, but it. Um, not even. I know, like, thanks for performing for us. We. <laughs> it's just what. That's was, awesome because that's the goal at the end of the day is to connect with people. Yeah, to make you know? people feel like it's th- our. That's what I was getting at. It's like you're here performing in front of hundreds of people, whatever, and everybody's feeling like that like that's my song and you guys are doing that for me and that's a special thing to do not everybody gets to um put that out like that even a great entertainer doesn't always that's not like my message just because they're just sing a great song but you guys connect in a really bold way thank you yeah the whole, the whole when the whole venue is singing along that's something yeah but i, I want to doesn't go, that feel good when oh everybody's God, singing together dude. yeah I want to go back to what you said, though, about crafting good songs. What's a good song? It's fine. It's fine. What's a good song? Yeah. That's a great what, question. What makes it? Um, it's fine. So, I mean, a good song, I like to think of the, the first word I think of when I think of a good song is like timeless. Um. So is it like when I say that, is it the hook? Is it the... It's everything. It's It's all of it. It's the first line and then it's the chorus and the uh, character that's being portrayed or, you know, like um, whether it's a personal thing or a story about, you know, like more of like a character type song. There's, There's so many different ways that you can go with it, you know, that the three main topics that usually always come up are like love, death, and drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and sure. So there are a lot of songs about those, yeah. about those three things. Absolutely. Um, and in different ways, but you know, that's kind of like the, the magic of life. Okay. You know? That makes sense. And it, kind of, you're, that is the magic of life. Love, drugs, and death. death. Yeah. I mean, processing all of that stuff is the, the human experience, you yeah. know? Um, so something that you can connect with in a way that feels authentic, I think also is a big part of what makes a good song, a good song. So when, when you sit down to write, is it you do it writing the lyrics? Mm-mm. It's a mix. I yeah. saw that. There's a lot. I saw that. Like, like I always look at like the, who, who wrote and everything, looking back at several of your album, it, there's some of them have like 12 people involved. There That's are, different. There are lots of great minds that have contributed lyrical stuff to our songs. Um, I am generally kind of there to like edit it and put it all together and, you know, take a brainstormed thing and file it down into a verse and a chorus and a bridge and the structure of the song along with the rest of the bands. Like we kind of come up, come up with it all together. Um, it's very collaborative and so fun cool. process. But the, as far as the lyrics go, you know, I had a, a really a long time childhood friend that helped write a lot of the, the lyrics. Um, we grew up together. You know, when Big Something first formed, we wrote together, you know, most of our catalog from the first four or five albums. Uh, and then he passed away in 2017. Um, and, you know, it took a little while to get over that and to kind of figure out how to write 
our music, you know, after that. And, and actually Andy was, was, you know, such a big help with that. And just kind of like, we sat down and started talking about writing songs together. And then all of a sudden I started, you know, talking to some other people and working on lyrics, you know, Ben, our drummer, he and I sat down and started working on lyrics together and it just became this, like, it was like the floodgates kind of opening where there was like all these really cool new, uh, creative minds involved um but in a very like organic way you know um wasn't it didn't feel forced or anything like that all Um, right you say answer my question because i was looking at i always look at things like that like liner notes and stuff like like who was involved some of your songs like nobody in the band was involved in the writing like it seems like you have a lot of people that are very willing and want to contribute and you guys are open to that we have several people that are super have been super cool uh with like you know the creative behind the scenes process of of big something a good friend of ours named josh phillips from Asheville, north carolina has contributed a ton of the music our producer john custer has contributed a ton of music um our good friend mister who's like a mc hip-hop artist has written several verses for the band um there's uh, another new friend who has been one of my favorite people to work with so far is susto uh, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Susto. He's like an indie rocker. He's actually friends with Frasco. He helped uh, Frasco write um, "Dancing Around My Grave." Okay. Um, and so he he we sat. He's from. He lives in Asheville now, and we sat down and wrote two of the new songs that are going on the the new album together. And did when? Well, hang on. When your friend passed, mm-hmm. that's your collaborative partner that you started mm-hmm. this thing with and done everything. Mm-hmm. Did it ever cross your mind to quit? Um, no. Okay. It didn't cross my mind to quit because of that. Sometimes there are other things that make me feel like giving up just <laughs> in the music industry in general, but that didn't make me want to quit. Um, that was just like, you know, such a big shock and such a big, like, you know, um, heavy thing that it just kind of put everything on pause. Right. Um, and it was really crazy the the way that it happened. He he actually passed away the, the day we were getting ready to record an album. So we were, like, setting up to record in this Echo Mountain Studios in Asheville. It's like a church. So we were getting ready to set up in, in this church recording studio and his mom called me and told me the news. And then we had to like kind of process it and record this album. And that was the, oh. the other side, our sixth album or fifth album. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, so that was a just a really heavy few months. Um, was it cathartic recording the album at all? Yes. I honestly like... The fact that we were there at the studio was such a good, it was such a good way to process it because it gave me the ability to like take these songs that we had worked on together. Like, I don't know if I've ever been closer with anyone else in my life than, than this person. Like just like writing songs together with someone, you know, and he's bearing his soul and it's like we had already been friends since like kindergarten and so like we we really like were super close um and just like 
having that opportunity to then record the songs that we had just written together, you know, with the rest of the guys in the band and, and try to like do the songs justice mm-hmm. for Paul, you know, yeah. that was a really cathartic and, you know, nice way to process the situation. That's wow. Yeah. I, I could, I can, I can imagine the reason I asked that question is because I can imagine that that would like, it would might be tough to it keep was, going I mean, after yeah. that. It, it, especially because you're so tight, you know what I mean? And, and, but then to be in that space and have the opportunity to like, this one's for you kind of thing. I didn't think about writing lyrics for probably like a year and a half or two years after it happened. Like we recorded that album and then I just put it all down because I I just couldn't bring myself to, to try and write without them. Um, and, and it was kind of, it was Frasco who kind of, knocked me out of that how Um, did you guys hook up you and frasco we got booked to play together in 2020 right before the pandemic on the the royal rumble tour yeah Yeah. that's when we talked yeah Yeah. i just looked it was january 26 is when we released it and you guys were getting ready to do that and i was super stoked because i've always been into wrestling i was like fuck yeah like that's the coolest thing i ever heard it was it was the coolest thing we've ever done it was one of the craziest times of my life and i'll never forget it it was so much fun and you know just kind of awakened the the passion and everything yeah. you know in us and it you know we learned a lot from playing with andy and his band his band's so much fun on stage and i think we kind of rubbed off on each other a little yeah. bit yeah mm-hmm. it's it's a. Uh, but so wait so how does just like i'm sure you've worked with tons of other bands you know so how did and you know how did that closeness that that bond start to happen with andy sometimes you just meet people and you you connect you know um yeah and he's a he's such a lovable guy he's he's an old soul so he's yeah. he's easy to connect with but um, you know, we, we plotted out that tour together and we actually started in Mexico at panic and the playa together. Okay. And then we went and that was, that was actually right when Kobe died. So he like took, he, he had such a hard time with that and we were there with him when it happened. Um, and then we went on tour together and just kind of got really close, you know, that's so cool. <clears throat> but panic in the playa. Yeah. What's that experience like? Um, I enjoyed it a little bit more than Jam Cruise, uh, but it's really fun. It's so chill. Um, It feels a little more like a vacation um, than like a marathon cruise type situation. We were actually talking to Andy about Jam Cruise today. I would imagine it'd be tough. Even thought about like yeah that you're you're performing that's great but then you're also on the boat right so that's i i didn't even 24 7 on yep that's got to be tiring man oh yeah that that when we did jam cruise in 2018 like just getting off the boat was like <laughs> the worst day ever <laughs> it was like <laughs> they kick you off of that thing at like six in the morning so everybody's up all night oh, and then shit and then they they pull into port and they're like get off <laughs> you know and it's like just the sea of jam band zombies pouring out onto the oh my god it's like the airport in mexico when we left fish <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. oh, my oh you, god. you guys just did yeah. uh riviera yeah 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 it oh. was that that Hell experience yeah. down there dude it, unparalleled those are really fun 
I can imagine as an artist that would just be like heaven. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Fucking come on. Yeah. It's it's like a paid vacation. Totally. I mean, it's it's super nice. So tell me about the new album, man. Um what's going on? We uh we went to this really cool studio in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota, mm-hmm. Cannon Falls, Minnesota. It's called Pacaderm. Um, it's where How do you find out about like that. Our, our, like, man, our manager Mike okay. actually helped okay. us find it, and because we told him going, and we were like, we kind of want to like go somewhere and close ourselves off to the world and make it like a retreat where we can like yeah. live together and record together for like that makes sense. So we we did ten days at the studio in Minnesota. It's called Pachyderm. Uh, a bunch of really cool 90s albums were recorded there. So like Nirvana in Utero was recorded there. Oh, shit. Uh, Live Throwing Copper was oh recorded God, there. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's on a trout stream. So there's like hundreds of trout in this stream that's like in the backyard of the house. What? It's like this old 70s vintage guest house that you can that the band stayed in. There was a no but doug did a bunch of fishing and caught some trout and we like you know we cooked dinner every night and got really close and just had like such a great bonding experience while recording an album and this album in the studio is it kind of inspired the album uh just the space is it just felt like such a cool like energy at this at this studio um i'm really excited about the album i think it's probably the best thing we've ever done when when's it coming out um we're it, we're figuring that out <laughs> okay. but it's coming it's coming and there's there's um andy's on a track uh susto's on a track um there's a bunch of different collaborators and people involved and uh it's it's uh i'm really proud of it what is a city without its music the legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, I can see it in your eye. Well, I just wanted to say because we were talking with Andy about like um, being grateful for where you're at, being like proud of yourself for when you actually are doing stuff. You like look back, and everything that you're living is like the dream that you were asking for five, ten years ago. But then you get it, and then sometimes you get like jaded by stuff, or you forget how hard you worked to make such an amazing album. Is that something that you? Like, it sounds like you're super grateful and, you know, all of that. But, like, is that something that gets in your head, too? Like, you know, just kind of that. Yeah. I I mean, part of being an artist is, like, putting your struggles back into your art um, and processing, you know, all of that and channeling it. Yeah. Um, It gets hard, you know, and you, you... I love that question. It's it's like we are doing what we've always dreamed of doing. And this is kind of like a dream crunch too. But then when you get there, there's all kinds of other things that you never even like really think about that come up that you have to deal with. Yeah. I just, it's hard. And that's why I asked because even any insight or any kind of like leverage that 
other people that are listening to it too like we to because that happens not just in music but like in life like we forget like oh i went to school for four years and i'm a nurse now and i'm hating my job like um sometimes you need to get re-inspired or just remember you know and so that's why i asked like what like because we do deal with it and maybe sometimes you're in an upswing where you're not dealing with it mm-hmm. and that's you know any just suppressing you know I mean? it exactly. like the, the world moves so fast these days, you know, it's like everything is just go, 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 go. You don't get a chance to like sit and really process things. And like you said, you don't get a chance to like, you know, be proud of yourself and and just take take it all in. And, you know, you, yeah, you pass that barrier of like grieving so deep for a friend, making something that you thought was so proud. And then right now you're saying you're even more like the best thing that you could have done. You're not done yet. You know, like there's always something to be proud of, but like in the moment, like you, it's almost like you owe it to the project, to yourself, to your um, stamina to continue something forward. You know, it's like you got to be proud of all of it and uh, to make it last so that you can like have less time with not you, everybody, you know, mm-hmm. less time with that kind of struggle in your head, more time for creative, you know, artistic freedom. That's something that Andy's really good at is being present with people and and being present in the moment and like something i've tried to learn from him too like sometimes we get so wrapped up in everything that's happening that we forget to just sit back and enjoy where we're at you know having a conversation or having a beer with somebody or eating a meal like i think about what you're doing and like you said, you know, when I was a kid, that was, I always dreamed about it. I saw myself doing it. And then flash forward to tonight, you're in front of however many people doing it, right? But there's always that, the next thing, the album that's coming out or the tour that's coming up. Or it's the, never enough. It's ne- Dude, and how, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know. That. What the fuck, man? Like, yeah. It's a bottomless pit. And, and it seems like, at least for me, like, I'll have moments where it's like, this is, oh my God, this is the thing that I was waiting for. It's happening right now. And I'm like present with it and I feel it. And then all of a sudden it's like gone. And now there's a fucking something else thing. You know, we just, we're not allowed to stay in any moment for too long. As human beings, we're just not allowed the moment ends like seriously and you can it's just not possible yeah. it's you can have that moment many times but it ends every single time isn't that the the goal in playing though like when you're on stage that's a uh, endless timeless right holding space finding yeah. finding yeah. that space yeah like go ahead yeah Get, getting to the point where nobody's really thinking it's just a symbiotic relationship between the musicians on stage. I saw you guys get there so fucking fast tonight. Like immediately. Oh, this is what I want to say earlier. Um, coming out to that music in the beginning. Yeah. I'm telling so, you, that's thanks. the best shit that I've ever experienced because we're going to a lot of shows and I can't count how many times that I've. You're like hype. 
like it hypes you yeah. up and yeah. then you come out rocking hard like it it uh, i feel like we you get every inch of what you paid for when you start like that and and people are stoked for you to immediately so i just want to say kudos because that was that's dope cool thank you i appreciate that yeah that's a new new little new little trick in the in the big something uh repertoire yeah Oh, yeah. Well, in that first song, you like show like everybody in the band was showcased. Cool, and yeah. you did it together and everything. Yeah. And you you got you have some interesting characters in the band we do. too. Yeah. It's like, is it Casey? Casey, all- yeah. <laughs> Where'd you find him? <laughs> <laughs> like my, holy shit, man! My Even when he's not brother. playing, you see him in waiting. Right. Yes, he is. Uh, he is a very special, special guy. Um, I, he he was uh, playing in Greensboro and I was in college around there in North Carolina at the time and we just kind of linked up and that's the rest a, was that's history, a fucking you know? wizard right yeah, there. Yeah, he man. is. He yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it, here's the other. I don't want to nerd out on like guitar stuff too much, but like I do, but I'm not going to. Watching you play, I I play. Okay. Sort of. Watching you play is the most confusing fucking thing I've ever seen in my whole life. He plays, for everybody listening, he plays Hendrix style, like low E string on the bottom, high E string on the top, left-handed. So it's backwards and upside down for me. Yes. So like watching you play a G. It's upside down. It's a fucking... So the question behind all of that is did when you were learning guitar... Yeah. Did you have to like look at chord diagrams in a mirror or backwards? So yeah, people always have a really hard time with this, but to me, it's just how I how I started playing and like how I kind of taught myself. No, I'm I'm a left-handed person, so like I've been I've done everything left-handed my whole life, and. When I was a little kid, I started out on drums and I would switch the drums around. So when and it was such a pain in the ass, you know, every time you play somebody's kit, you got to move the right. switch the toms and the snare and the hi hat around. Um, and then I just picked up my buddy's guitar one day, and that's how I thought I was supposed to play it. Like I didn't realize that there was a left-handed guitar. And even when you go to music stores, it's rare that there's even a left-handed guitar there. And that's that's a Jimi Hendrix actually restrung his guitar so his low string was on top and his high oh, string was on okay. bottom but he just didn't have access to a left-handed guitar so he took a right-handed guitar when he was younger and flipped it over and made it a left-handed guitar um but for but for a guitar player a right-handed guy to watch what you're doing i can't even it makes sense to my brain like the low the low string is on the bottom and the high string is on top so when i'm running my scales or whatever you know it's like low to high and high to low and the tab is written that way too like tabs upside down that's, if you that's think actually about it, true right? yeah you're right right yeah <laughs> and then the chord diagrams are just pictures so i can look at it and it took it took the guys in the band like a little while to get used to it but now they can all that kind was of a, when you walked out and and you picked up your guitar i was like oh he's left-handed and then you started playing and i was like Oh my God! I can't. I'm not gonna be able to watch that because it's so <laughs> Sorry. confusing. You know, Sorry, it, my bad. It's so, my bad. it's so fucking cool to see it, and it, it reminds me of like, um, when you see somebody play like tap style guitar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like, how are they doing that? It's it's baffling, and it's great, and that's like that's the stuff that other musicians. That's inspiring to see somebody like doing that. You're like, well, fuck, man, I want to be able to 
do that. Cool. Yeah. It's it's just not even something I, I think about. Of um, course. Yeah, you're left-handed. I'm thinking about like how do I lock in? Where's the pocket? And um I want to I'm I'm trying to listen to what else is happening around me too so I can maybe like team up with what Josh is doing on the keys or team up with what Matt's doing on the bass. Um, and how can I compliment what's happening in the band or is it my time to take, take the take reins the and go, that you know, like fast thinking. It, yeah, you you definitely, you're trying to find that space. Like we we're talking about where you're all there together. And, and like I said, you guys, I saw you guys, I saw it like it was fast. Is that, is that a product of just the length of time playing together or does that yeah. come from practice so five of us have been playing together for 14 years now and, and matt our new bass player just came into the mix after doug retired um but he's he's fit right in like a glove yeah and, and we're, we're all kind of like right there with each other so it, it's been really fun he's brought a new energy he's like really open to like letting his, go i loved his vibe yeah loved his vibe yeah. he was amazing I am impressed. Thank I you. all of you are just really amazing musicians and such good at bringing good vibes out into the crowd. Cuz at first I, I really like this you, group. I love Yeah, right? Yeah. Like I felt like tonight it was like what happened looked around and it was like so many people like just loving it. Like it was it was great. You guys are found something special with Thank each you. other. Thank you. Yeah. Even our crew right now too. We have some awesome guys on the crew. Like this group right now that's yeah. on the road with us is a really great collective of, of individuals. Thank you. Thank you. I know it's not. It, I Trust me. It's taken a long time to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, that's what I was going to say. More compliments to you guys is it's a whole band of very eccentric players. Yeah. To have everybody being an eccentric player and then meld so well together, like Jesse on guitar, very unconventional and different, like everything he's doing and shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 So then, that, that's what I was gonna say about that. But then, this the, you you kind of help me with my next question because everybody on tour with you matters. Yeah. I am a merch whore. I I also can't help but judge Thank bands you. by their merch. Like, like, so I mean, some of the top bands in the world have shitty merch, yeah. And it's like, I, I love you, but they, <laughs> I love you, but what are you doing? Your guys' merch tonight. I went and grabbed Mel. I was like, Mel, that she's totally. They're both into pins. I was like, every single one of their fucking pins is fucking amazing. The elephant design, the wolf design, the new alien patch on the new hoodie. Who is behind all of the artwork and stuff for what you guys have at the merch table? Because you're killing it. Thank you. Uh, I mean, there's just a ton of great artists that we've worked with over the years that I, I personally love getting into the art and like reaching out and networking with the artists and kind of like coming up with the ideas together. And a lot of times, too, we, we just find great artists and let them do their thing. Right. Um, but that's like a, a big the art is an important thing to me. I love the art around the bands. You know, back in the day, we had a, an awesome guy named Tim Webster who kind of helped come up with all. He did like a character of the band in a raft as cartoon characters. And then there was like the big Megalodon shark coming from underneath of us. And that ended up being our album cover for Truth Serum. So he kind of built all these little characters and comic book world around That's us so with cool. our songs. And and then from there, we started working with like Owen Murphy from One Drop Design Studio. He's amazing. Um, Chris Gipple has been doing a lot of our art here lately. 
Um, it's so important to have that. Yeah, it, it really is. Like we talked to um, the fuck was his name? God damn, the, from Dennis McNally about the shirts. The, oh, Maurice Tanny. Maurice Tanny is the guy's name, and he was like. You know, and he, and he's an older cat. He's like, nowadays, it's basically you're a rock and roll band to sell T-shirts, right. <laughs> you know, and it it really so is. True. It's it, it's so hard to be on the road. It's so hard to do this job, period. And that's like the fuel that keeps you guys going from town to town. So it's fucking important to have dope shit out there. And yeah. And they're right. It's. It's on point, man. It's well. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it so much, guys. Yeah. Um, this sounds like it might be the song that I have to sit in Let's on. Let's go. But no, seriously, thank you so much for for having me. This of course, was Nick. Really cool to see you guys, and yeah. we'll do it next time again. I'm glad we got to do it in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah super cool. Hell yeah. We'll do it next time. Thank you, Nick. That was tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks Relics. Yes, welcome everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!